This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Thirty years ago, Hubert Adams was born into this world, and now Adams Family Values is thirty years greater. That's right, it's thirty years greater. The post show recaps and RHAP podcast, where we are going back thirty years into the past to talk about movies from the nineteen nineties, currently nineteen ninety three, currently Adams Family Values, and I am joined here by my podcast. Rob Sesternino. Yes, old man. Good Hello, to see old you. Man. Good show, old man. Yes. More of How us should you? be talking like Gomez Adams uh, as portrayed by Raul Julia, I feel like. Yeah. Maybe uh, not like the like getting acquitted for murders and stuff, but like uh, just a lot I of mean, the mannerisms are yeah, great. Yeah, did, did he get acquitted for any murders? He Gomez? said a- acquitted uh, when uh, she said, oh, you murderer. Acquitted. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. He's yeah. a lady killer. Yeah, well, it is spooky season, so this was a great time to check in with the 30-year anniversary of the acclaimed Adams, <laughs> Adams Family, Family Values. values. Yeah. Yes. Um, very excited to talk this one through, as we talked about a little bit at the end of last week's podcast, A Bronx Tale, um, that Adams Family Values, it came out November 19th, 1993, about a full month past the point that we are podcasting about it. Why this wasn't out for like actual spooky season, Rob, is beyond me. Uh, really, really don't understand why they missed the October window here. Yeah, well, uh, this film does have some Thanksgiving themes, so uh-huh, sure. uh, maybe they were going for that. <laughs> you think that that was the thing? They're like, oh, you know what? This no, will the really... thing was the hand that ran <laughs> the around. Thing the hand. The thing was the yeah. hand. That's a very good point. That's a very mm-hmm. good point. Uh, yeah, there are big Thanksgiving vibes here in Adam's Family Values as we are going to be visiting Camp Chippewa uh, and uh, checking in with uh, the the Peter McNichol and yeah. Christine Baranski of it all. But even uh, the original 1991 Adams Family movie uh, with the same cast mm-hmm. that I also watched in preparation for this podcast also came out uh, uh, late November, November 22nd, 1991. I guess like if it ain't broke, uh, maybe it's like sort of back in, was it, because it doesn't feel like it's such a thing anymore uh, that, uh, you know, there was like this long tail for Halloween. Uh, like the long tail for Halloween that I see is like the rotting pumpkins in my neighborhood that last until January or February. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah, and then on the stoop, there's like a long tail that gets left behind. Yes, the one's long tail got cut off and it's Mm -hmm. just there uh, forever. 
No, I, I think it's probably just that they like, okay, holidays, it's like, hey, let's go to the movies. And maybe that's not a thing for maybe for horror, horror, but not sure. for like, uh, you know, kids horror. I guess not. But uh, okay, well, in November, it worked for Adam, the, the 1990 Adams Family. It works here mostly for Adams Family values. I think it doesn't perform quite as well as people want it to. It's got a $47 million budget, uh, $111 million box office return. Cult classic, critically acclaimed Adams Family values. People love this movie. This movie is very dear to me as well. Rob, I know you not only went and watched this one, but you went and watched its predecessor, The Adams Family, as well. Yes. Uh, so I've lo- all loaded You're like up, loaded on, up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> on the two uh, early 90s Adams Family films. So uh, I'm ready to go. Ready I'm locked, to go. locked and loaded here. Okay, well, we're going to talk about everything Adams Family in just a second. Of course, this is 30 Years Greater. If you are not subscribed to this podcast, and perhaps what you are missing out on is the best podcast about movies from 1993 currently in existence. We are talking about everything from 1993, or at least everything that we've been able to talk about in 1993 on a weekly basis, going back to movies from that time. We will be going to 1994 next year. You want to be subscribed. Post show recaps, 30 Years Greater is the way to do that. Subscribe, leave a rating, leave a review. We would greatly appreciate hearing from you this week we are talking adam's family values not just on the podcast but on youtube if you want to check us out postshowrecaps.com slash youtube for the video version um neither of us dressed for the occasion Uh, what's like the best adam's family halloween costume do you think most attainable i I think that you'd be a great gomez (laughs) <laughs> you could gomez it up but you know what i i feel like that it's kind of like gomez looks different i feel like across all the different iterations of the adams family sometimes yes. like in the cartoons he's kind of like like squat short and yeah. stout yeah um but yeah i mean raul julia as gomez i mean he had swag. yeah he had swag yeah. indeed uh rest in peace to the great raul julia who this is his last feature film released before his yeah. passing yeah he dies roughly a year later from uh, a battle with stomach cancer uh his posthumous uh his last posthumous film i believe unfortunately is street fighter uh, mm. in which he plays M. Bison in Street Fighter. Um, bad way for anyone to have to uh, leave their final mark on anything, but we'll talk about that more in December 2024, I think. Uh, okay. But, uh, a, cel- a really celebrated New York actor, uh, iconic Puerto Rican actor, uh, and just tremendous as Gomez Adams. Um, I think that you could rock the Gomez pretty well. I think Nicole could do a great Morticia Adams. I think the two of you could do an Adams family theme if you really wanted to. Okay. Let me bring it up. Yeah. Uh, your kids can, who is your kid's favorite character? Are they Fester fans? Um, no, I don't know if they have a favorite character. Uh-huh. I feel like, you know, uh, Wednesday is a big deal right now. So sure. Yeah. Kind of the breakout from Adams family here in 2023. Yeah. But I don't know if they have like a favorite Adams family person. Yeah. Uh, do you think that there has to be like a uh, an Adams family for all generations? Is that what this seems to be? Does every course, generation need their own Adams family? Does every family? generation get their own? Whether or not they need it, does every generation get their own Adams family? I guess is the question. I guess 30 years. I I guess that they do. 
Uh, like every 30 years or so, we get uh, we get a new like iteration of the Adams family. A, a big iteration. A big iteration. A big iteration. Uh-huh. That's right. Uh, they originally uh, debut in uh, the 1930s, the Adams family. Oh. Um, then there's the TV adaptation in the 1960s. Then there's this uh, duology of films in the 1990s and 30 years greater. There's Wednesday on Netflix. So uh, mm-hmm. it is also the, the animated films. Uh, uh, that, you know. No, you don't. <laughs> uh, no, no maybe they're it, great. Maybe they're awesome. I have it, no it, idea. Is that you? They, they, you don't. They don't appeal to you, or, or like somebody. One of the uh, I, main main I, uh, characters was canceled. Oh, uh, if some, if a main character was canceled, I am I am unaware. Uh, and it's not even that it's not for me. I think I feel fiercely protective over my two 1990s Adams Family movies, and I recognize that for some people, I have no right to feel that way because I've almost zero affiliation with the original iteration of the Adams Family. Uh, yeah. I can like envision like the the you know like the just like the opening thing that i've got other than that mm-hmm. for me adam's family is these two uh barry sonnenfeld directed movies did you watch adam's family as a kid at all the uh, the, the original or these yeah films? the shows N- not really yeah. um i was a uh, my dad was more guy. of a monsters guy yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so uh, that- why haven't they been able to do the monsters right uh, to reboot the monsters. What's um, the secret sauce? Yeah, I I don't know. Cranberry. Yeah, I mean the Rob Zombie monsters film. Did you watch the uh, Rob Zombie uh, the Netflix one with Hurley? Yeah. Did you no. watch that? No. Okay. Couldn't yeah, I mean it was definitely an interesting take on it. They did do like a monsters like syndicated reboot, but I I don't know the right way to uh, reboot the monsters. Yeah um i think like the way like you're a coke or pepsi person i feel like you're an adams or you're a monster uh don't you think like Mm -hmm. is there space like you're a marvel or you're a dc you're a you're an apple or a the other guy uh you are an adams or you are a monster i don't know that you can be both hmm can you be both um i think at some point in every person's life you have to make a choice I think you have to decide whether or not you stand uh, with the Adams family or the Munster family. Yeah. Um, Seems like Logan Roy was more of a Munsters guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of like what the differences are. I feel like that they're subtle, but maybe, you know, I, I feel like that maybe that the Adams family had like a little bit more of a focus on like uh, the young people in terms of like uh, Pugsley and Wednesday were more relatable than say like nobody is really relating to Eddie Munster. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like you don't want to be related to Eddie Munster. Uh, No, definitely not. I mean, Eddie Munster, I don't know if anybody really cared about him. No, no. No one really cares about Pugsley either, unfortunately, though, I do think. Uh, I think people really care about Wednesday, but Pugsley gets left behind. Uh, Pugsley has yet to have, like, a big breakout anything. Um, we'll see. Uh, Pugsley is a real uh, secret uh, star of the show for me here in Adam's Family Values, though. Um, okay, so going back and watching the Adam's Family 1991 film into Adam's Family Values, you did this with your your sons was the experience here? 
Yeah, we watched the first Adam's Family, and is it to say, I feel like that Adam's Family values uh, did not hold their interest as much. Oh, oh no. Mm-hmm. They were an Adam's Family 1 uh, family. Yeah, the, they, the they, really, they really enjoyed uh, the 1991 uh, original Adam's Family film. Yeah. Uh, but this one, I, I feel like that they did not care for as much. And just a spoiler alert, you know, uh, I I felt the same way. I know uh, uh, that you love uh, the family values. Yes, I, I really thought that the 1991 uh, Adams Family movie was really really fun and well done. Uh, yeah, I thought that this one was a little bit more all over the place. Well, this one is definitely darker, is my memory of it. Uh, like in Adams Family Values, uh, and I think like sometimes I forget about how dark this movie can get. Uh, of course, like everything that happens with Debbie, that's Deborah, uh, is relatively dark. Uh, and the fact that they like burn a summer camp down to the ground is pretty dark. But like all of the gags are actually quite uh, sinister. Uh, like she's going to to let uh, what's her name? Who? What's the name of the kid who plays uh, Sarah Miller? Uh, the uh, the the girl at camp. She's going to like let her drown uh, during yeah. like the swimming lesson. They're going to shoot an American bald eagle out of the sky. Mm-hmm. Uh, the poor uh, birthday cake girl is cooked alive inside of a birthday cake, and they just yeah. kind of move on with their lives. It's uh, honestly all, all that stuff is really great. Yes. Uh, like I think that the whole like B story of Wednesday and Pugsley at summer camp is very fun and yeah. really like there's some very sharp jokes uh, across both of the films. I, I just feel like the uh, Joan Cusack storyline of being the uh, woman who's trying to steal Fester's money, Black Widow, yeah, like. Yeah, the the Joan Cusack storyline, I feel like just you don't like do it. it for me. Yeah, yeah. I I uh, I love Joan Cusack as Debbie, so I think that this has to just be like a, it either works for you or it doesn't. Uh, I think that the story probably could use some work, but I think the performance uh, of Joan Cusack as Debbie, she just has a couple of moments in here that are etched into my brain for all of time and half and ever right. since I saw this the first time. Yeah, I'm not saying like, okay, oh, an, a, another actress in the role of Debbie could have really, like, no, uh, Joan, yeah. Joan Cusack does, you know, a great job, has, like, great moments in the movie. I, I just, uh, that the, this, the plot line, I want my, like, it's the, the Adams family. I want them all together. I yeah. want to see them all, like, in one place interacting. Now, but in the original 1991 Adams family, isn't the whole thing that Fester is like not part of the family that Fester? So let's do like the very quick sure. recap of the first one for me, if that for no yeah. other reason. He's like in the uh, like it's Adams family shenanigans. Adams family's doing their thing. They yeah. haven't heard from Fester in forever and ever and ever. Yeah, they, Fester, he's missing. He was in like the Bermuda Triangle or something like that. Is that right? Am I making that up? So yeah, I don't know exactly um, the the exact. Exa- it's a little convoluted uh, yeah. storyline. Fester is is missing. That's yes. Gomez's brother. He hasn't seen him. Uh, and then there is like a lawyer who is like trying to get access to the Adams family safe. Which is this is, the, the Dan Hedaya character? Uh, I believe so. Yes, uh, yeah. And so that they happen to run into a guy who looks exactly like Fester, Christopher Lloyd, uh, and that he has been raised by this other woman 
And what they're going to do is then shave his head and then have him masquerade as a imposter fester to go back to the house so that they could uh, gain the favor of the Adams and then also get access to this safe so right. that they can steal all the Adams family money. Uh, what plot twist, uh, what really what we find out by the end of the film is that it really was the authentic fester the entire time. <laughs> uh-huh. He had amne- gotten amnesia. Yeah, he was in the Bermuda Triangle. Yeah, uh, yeah, he was in the Bermuda Triangle, and then he got discovered and turned into Gordon, and then was set on, on he was unleashed upon the Adams family to run a con. Uh, and but it when, when there, he was yeah. like, he was like, really, this like, oh, Grooving. this feels good. Yeah, he's uh, like, like, oh, this. this is right. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, probably like somewhere like in like the marrow of your bones, if you are an Adams, like you are just exactly that uh, and probably don't feel quite at home. He knew else. how to do the mamushka. Right. The mamushka. OK, so I guess going from the original Adams family of 1991 into Adams family values, there's probably like some uh, elements that feel like iterative. Right. Like there's like the whole dance scene at the restaurant with gomez and morticia and adam's family values does that just feel like we're doing the mamushka again in some way yeah i think that if you're making one of these 1990s adam's family movies uh you need a big dance number yeah i guess maybe that's just a par for the course with the with an adam's family property uh considering the infamous uh uh the the wednesday dance the Jenna yeah. Ortega has COVID and does like a crazy, scary, spooky zombie dance that I can't yeah. watch. I can't watch that. Right. Well, Josh, this is the thing Crazy about man. the the Adams family. Yeah. Um, they do what they want to do. Yeah. They, they say what, what they, they want to say. say. Uh-huh. They live how they want to live. Yeah. They play how they want to play. Yeah. They dance how they want they to dance. dance. Yeah. Yeah. They do. And they kick do. and slap a, a friend. Mm hmm. That's not good to do. The Adams family. Yeah. Uh, whoop. There it is. <laughs> do we like the Adams family theme songs for these movies? You know, honestly, I feel like that they Adams did Groove not. They Hammer. Yeah, Adams Groove uh, from uh-huh. the 1991's uh, Adams Family. Yeah. Uh, a hammer, MC Hammer at the height of his powers. He really um, at the height of his powers. Absolutely. Yeah. They really do not do a lot with the Adams Family theme song in no. uh, either of these two films. Uh, that no. you, he, it's they subtly like give it to you, but uh, the, there is not like I feel like if you were going to. You know, if we're going to like remake Adam's family, I feel like, all right, well, all right, we got a big theme song. Got to get that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but no, instead, they distance themselves from it. It feels like uh, mm-hmm. like they like it's as if like they felt like the theme song itself was canceled and that they needed to like disavow the theme song when the theme song. Probably you're right. Is like I think that until maybe Wednesday, the Netflix show, I think that maybe the Adam's family theme song was more iconic than any single one member of the Adams family. Yeah, perhaps. Maybe, I don't know if there was like any sort of like issues with like, was this an adaptation of the comics and not the TV mm-hmm. show? I don't know. I have no idea. But it is, and maybe this helps like sort of like 
clarify the vision of these movies. So Barry Sonnenfeld is the director, and he is a person that should this podcast survive deep into the 90s, we will talk about uh, a bunch of his movies. Uh, Men in Black, he's the Men in Black uh, creator. Uh, Wild Wild West, like this is a guy who has like a fairly specific style. And Mm -hmm. I feel like you can see the building blocks towards that in the Adams family movies of like, there is something to like Barry Sonnenfeld's interest in like, if not like crazy aliens and like crazy freaky deaky costume, heavy character types. Uh, so there's like a lot of leaning into that. And also I think like leaning into just sort of this bleak aura of the movie while also trying to make extremely nineties references, which for me works, but might not be everybody's cup of tea. Yeah, I feel like that there's more like specific 90s references here uh, in uh, the Adams Family values than there were in the original Adams Family. Right. The title itself, apparently taking from uh, from Dan Quayle's uh, infamous family values uh, uh, gaffe uh, talking about the L.A. riots like this is what we're naming Adams Family values after. I always mm-hmm. thought that the name probably uh, could have used a little bit of workshopping, uh, but. I never thought about it too hard. Um, Adam's family values. Is that just like a too weird of a name to market? Yeah, I think that they were going for um, that. There was going to be a baby in this one. And so we, we were adding in a character. So yeah, yeah, I think that, um, I mean, there's references in the film to other like early nineties things like uh, Amy Fisher uh, yes, gets right. a joke yeah. here in Adam's Family Values. <laughs> yeah, Pugsy uh, has a, a serial point, killer card. There's yeah. a point where uh, that they are horrified. They see a, a picture of what a, a 1993 Michael Jackson looks like and yes. are horrified. So, yes. Yes. you know, I think we were going for some a very like timely jokes here on Adam's Family Values. Yeah, for me, uh, definitely Adam's Family Values is like 30 years the same but it's inarguable that it is like really contingent on a lot of 90s humor uh and so adam's Mm -hmm. family values probably hit the hardest when it came out uh you know it hits a little (laughs) softer as as we move on through through the years i think austin powers is actually really similar in that way Uh, Mm -hmm. emily and i went back and watched austin powers recently it was like I don't know who's watching this today for the first time and understanding anything that's going on. In Us movie. in like four years. I know <laughs> it's going to be a while, but we'll get there for sure. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's talk through uh, some more Adam's family values. The basic gist of the plot is they have a new member of the family. Baby pubert gets farted into the world. Very suddenly Morticia. Uh, I'm having a baby right now. Uh, and the whole opening sequence is the arrival of uh, he's not a boy. He's not a girl. He's an Adams. Uh, it's an Adams. It's an Adams. Uh, baby pubert is an icon from my childhood. Uh, yeah. Baby pubert star of the show. Thoughts on baby pubert. Uh, good baby. Good baby. Uh, Mini Gomez. I uh-huh. like the mustache. Yeah. Uh, he's a uh, v- very cute. Uh, he survives multiple assassination yes. attempts. Yeah. Throughout the film. Some impressive and, ones, too. Like, there's a whole point where they, uh, where Wednesday and Pugsley really don't like that baby Puber is here. And there is an urban legend that they have to, uh, one of the children has to die because mm-hmm. there's a new child in the house. So they conspire many different ways to kill baby Pubert. And they, like, uh, try to behead him with a guillotine. 
And baby mm-hmm. pubert just like catches it with his tiny little baby pubert fingers. Yeah. And superhuman strength, baby pubert. Superhuman strength. Yeah. He's a little bit of a, like a baby Jack Jack in that he has, uh, yeah. a, you know, some superhuman abilities. Do you think Jack Jack was inspired? The character of Jack Jack was inspired by baby pubert? See, I don't know if baby pubert exists in any other Adam's like incarnations. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think that uh, baby pubert might be uh, just relegated to the 90s. Uh, this feels like a mistake. I feel like Baby Pubert was a spinoffable character. I think mm-hmm. we could do uh, a full Adams Family reboot now with Baby Pubert as young adult Pubert young starting adult? a family of his own. Oh, interesting. Maybe uh, put that in for ChatGPT later. Yeah. Okay. Well, I would say that sometimes they argue that things jump the shark when they add a baby. Like, uh-huh. you feel like that the Adams family jumped the shark with the addition of baby pubert. Well, I think maybe, but I think that that's exactly where they like to live. This version. They like to the jump Adams the family. shark. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, they would like, they would have some sort of like extended sequence of like getting ready to jump the shark. And then like Lurch would probably end up being like eaten by the shark and would like get like, uh, like uh, expelled from the shark and would just go. <clears throat> And that would yeah. be all that happens. And then, like, we would move on to the next thing. It's very slapsticky, Adam's family values. Uh, are you saying that at the Adam's family has more of like a coherent story than Adam's family values? That's a little bit more like bits strung together. Yeah, I, I would say that. I, yeah. I would say that the the script for the 1991 Adam's family, I, I think, is just a bit tighter. tighter. And, and yeah. I think that. The uh, 93 Adams Family Values is a little bit of like, okay, let's get from, uh, you know, bounce around from from bit to bit. Yeah. Do you think that it's tighter because there's more? Not too legit to quit. Is it tighter because there's more cousin it in the first of these two movies and there's so much hair with which to like tie things tighter? Hmm. Uh, Cousin it's really only in a cameo capacity in Adam's Family Values, I feel like. Yeah, I mean, I don't really think that it has a large role in uh, the 1991 Adam's Family. Um, Bigger, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he really shows up like two thirds of the way through the movie as like they have a big party. Uh, and uh, shows doesn't, up doesn't there. it like sweep someone off their feet like someone on yeah the woman that, yeah. that he's married to in this movie yeah that's right yeah and she what was her deal in the first she, one I think she was that lawyer's wife got it yes right yes that sounds correct that sounds correct um yeah I like cousin it cousin it's whole vibe I feel like is good uh, mm-hmm. do you think I could rock the cousin it I mean I don't see how you couldn't yeah most people could sort of like do you think it's kind of like a proto Sia. Oh, do you think that cousin it is shy? Cousin Sia, cousin Sia. Uh, I think like uh, Sia just is like sort of like the cousin it, but yeah. like uh, shorter. Interesting. Um, you know, <laughs> there. Uh, I think that's in the theme song, right? Their their house is a museum. There is a cousin Sia. Yeah, that's what they say. Yeah, I think that's right. Uh, okay, baby pubert exists. We're trying to kill baby pubert. We need somebody to come and take care of baby pubert. Uh, a litany of potential nannies get brought in. Uh, this was the first time I recognized Cynthia Nixon as one of the yep. potential nannies. So uh, Miranda is almost brought into the Adams family, which would have been something else. Uh, instead, it goes to Debbie Jelinski. And just like that. And just like that, 
Joan Cusack as Debbie Jelinski shows up. She is secretly a serial killer called the Black Widow. No relation to the Marvel Comics character of the same name. She uh, ingratiates herself with the Adamses very quickly. She like uh, like has a very sexual interaction with Thing uh, and uh, destabilizes Thing pretty quickly. Uh, but she's really after Fester. Uh, Fester's millions. Turns out that Fester is like one of the world's most uh, eligible uh, multi-billionaire bachelors, Rob. Yeah. So is this a holdover from the first one? So that the Adams family has a safe in the yeah. first movie, and uh, in the safe, the the Adams family does have some riches. I think it's unclear really what how the Adams family has made their money. Uh, mm. Gomez does not seem to be employed. I'm imagining that there's some kind of like old money situation yes. going on here. But do you have any knowledge of how does the Adams family have so much money? So in the in the original TV show, my understanding is that Gomez was a lawyer. Uh, and that's part of why when they talk about what baby pubert might grow up to become. And it's horrifying to consider that he could be a lawyer. Uh, that's like part of the joke. I don't know what he is in this, like some sort of like tycoon of industry. But what's the industry? Mm -hmm. uh, I have no, no idea. I like to imagine like he was on like some sort of Goonies-esque swashbuckling adventure. And he got One-Eyed Willie's rich stuff and kept it. Uh, I feel like some sort of like Adam's family prequel that explains the enormous wealth. Uh, but Fester has so much money and Debbie targets Fester as somebody who she can take on and take under her wing and then kill in the night. Mm -hmm. uh, she is successfully able to seduce Fester uh, in no small part because there's only two members and really just the one member of the Adams family that is on to Debbie immediately. And that is Wednesday. Christina Ricci as Wednesday, uh, who's an icon. Uh, mm -hmm. Forever my Wednesday, Christina Ricci. Uh, and she is on to Debbie. And Debbie's on to Wednesday. So Debbie gets Wednesday and Pugsley sent to Camp Chippewa, uh, a summer camp yeah. uh, for like uh, uppity, hoity-toity, super wealthy white rich people. Uh, where the Adamses just do not fit yeah. in at all. Well, yeah, this is an element that I did not recall uh -huh. here in the Adams Family Values. Uh, that, uh, this that is sort of the a, stuff, I think. Yeah, the, the, it's, a, it's a camp for uh, privileged youth where they yeah. learn uh, about their privilege. Yes, uh, right. Uh, they're allegedly, allegedly that's what they are there for. Uh, and we've got uh, we've got a great cast of characters that shows up in this storyline. Uh, Amanda Buckman is the name of the kid uh, uh, who ends up playing, uh, especially Sarah Miller. Uh, we've got the great David Crumholtz, who is an actor who you would recognize from a million things these days uh, as Joel Glicker, the nerdy love interest of Wednesday. Uh, and then there is my favorite, Peter McNichol as yes. Gary Granger and Christine Baranski as Becky Martin Granger. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, and they're just two very chipper Chippewa uh, camp directors yeah. who are secretly uh, terrible individuals. And they're yeah. fantastic. And Peter McNichol, I feel like, was uh, the wormy guy in every season of 24. Is that right? Uh, yes, he was he was in uh, he was in like one season of 24, I mm -hmm. think. Peter but there's a Peter McNichol type in every there's season a Peter of Peter McNichol type in every season of 24. Like it's, it's like Mike Novak and then like a couple of other people. And then Peter McNichol gets his shot at the Mike Novak seat.
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. um, yeah, he's he's good. Uh, he's here in uh comedy, and uh, I feel like that that's not always his bag. Yeah. 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 Twenty four episodes of twenty four. Uh, appropriately enough. Yeah. Uh. Well. Yeah. Made it through a full day. Uh, mm-hmm. that's great. We left to see a full day. Um. So they're gonna go and they're gonna try really hard to like get Wednesday and Pugsley on board. But Wednesday and Pugsley are sticking out like a sore thumb. They're killing bald eagles. Uh. They're attempting to drown their bunk mates. Uh. They are not doing well when they're put in like the what's the name of the shed? There's like the like the little like shack that they have to go in, like the happy shack that they have to go in where they're basically being uh, like brainwashed into being like good kids. Uh, and they have to watch the Brady Bunch. They have to watch yeah. Annie. Yeah. The Harmony Hut. The Harmony Hut. <laughs> Should we have a Harmony Hut uh, in uh, 2023? Probably not. I think That's I would the- love the Harmony yeah. Hut. I mean, you go in it and you watch TV. Uh-huh. Aren't you kind of just living in the Harmony Hut? Yeah, but I feel like that I don't have to take notes so much uh, on what I'm okay, watching. Okay, 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 okay. Yes, yeah, so that's not so bad. Uh, mm-hmm. so they go to the Harmony Huts. They befriend Joel Glicker. They're very worried about Uncle Fester because Fester has gotten married in a hurry, and they need to get out of there in a hurry as well in order to save their family. Um, but first, they have to yeah. survive uh, a play about uh, Thanksgiving. Gary's Thanksgiving play. Uh, did you? So you had no memories of Gary's Thanksgiving play, I would guess. No, I not really. Uh, it was starting to come back to me as I was watching. Uh, but we have like um, a little bit of like a, um, you know, uh, Django Unchained uh, uh-huh. Thanksgiving. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, it's a full uprising against Gary's Thanksgiving. Uh, Gary's Thanksgiving has some catchy music to it. Uh, eat me sauteed or barbecued uh, go and read the lyrics to the thanksgiving play theme song and have a real good time with that uh mm-hmm. there's a lot in there uh and pugsley is the thanksgiving turkey i am a turkey kill me uh what a thoughtful gift and christina ricci has uh presented as being brainwashed to the point of being on board of playing pocahontas but it's all a ruse it's a ploy. We will not break bread with you. Uh, she says that the that her people will be living in motorhomes while the pilgrims will have stick shifts. Uh, and uh, the pilgrims cannot be trusted, especially Sarah Miller. And Wednesday leads a rebellion that seemingly ends in the literal massacre of Camp Chippewa. Yeah. They would commit outright murder here, it seems like. It seems like it's going in that direction. There are yeah. camp counselors that are sort of like um, tied to a rotisserie. Yeah. 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 Uh, Amanda Buckner makes it out alive. She has a confirmed appearance on an airplane flight home uh, when baby pubert gets launched into the stratosphere. So at least Sarah Miller escaped. Uh, but yeah, there's like actual like violence and mayhem that is waged here. Did your kids enjoy the uh rampage of Camp Chippewa? Honestly, Josh, they didn't make it that far. Oh Adam's God. family values. No! Oh, yeah, man. big whiffs, big whiffs. Yeah, what are you gonna do? Did you like the Camp Chippewa massacre? I, I thought it was fun. Yeah, yeah. 
tell you as a kid in 1993 this is the funniest thing in the history of anything it was mm-hmm. funny. yeah well I what was the rating it. for adam's family values because i think it's I, I think it was pg-13 PG yeah i think it's a pg-13 yeah because i really was surprised a couple of the um I, I don't know the original the original film i'm not sure if it was a pg-13 yes. uh, as well yeah. but you know there was a couple of like uh sexually suggestive uh lines in the movie where um you know i, I feel like the best line in the first Adams family uh-huh. is that where we have uh the uh young girl what Sarah Miller uh yeah. who I mean I think she really she comes back for this because it was such an iconic moment in the first movie where that she is like uh we're seeing where the the Adams family has no money they sort of like are living out of a motel yes and so uh Pugsley and Wednesday have a lemonade stand yes and then um that they're saying hey we're selling lemonade and the and the girl sarah miller asks like oh is is that lemonade uh made from real lemons Mm -hmm. um and then in turn she was a girl scout and she says that well she's actually fundraising she's selling girl scout cookies and wednesday asks oh are they made from real girl scouts oh sick burn yeah do we think uh, it's the same character? I think it is. Yeah. 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 I, I, it's, it's definitely the same actress. Right. Do you think again. that she goes on to like, uh, <laughs> you know, like she's like uh, purged any memories of Wednesday Adams from her I, brain she by the time not, she encounters she her? She doesn't seem to know them. She does uh-huh. not seem to recall this interaction yeah. here in yeah. Adams Family Values. Yeah. Uh, well, I feel like uh, Amanda Buckman wouldn't remember Wednesday Adams. She's very self involved. I think mm-hmm. she will never forget her after Camp Chippewa. Yeah. Think that's but it's it. a, it's it's a great moment. I feel like that that's really <laughs> the Adams family, like at at its core, and at when it's core. firing on all cylinders. I feel like when uh, there are people that are from the normal quote unquote world <laughs> yeah. interacting with them, like when they get them out of the house, uh, I feel like that that's when I feel like that the Adams family is at its best. So we are going to get the kids out of Camp Chippewa. But meanwhile, adjacent to all of this is Debbie and Fester are going to go and get married. Uh, They go to Hawaii. Debbie's whole plan is to murder Fester on the honeymoon. But Fester's unkillable, Rob. Uh, Is he like actually like invincible, do we think? There does seem to be a superhuman strength that courses through the veins of the Adamses. Yeah, I feel like that they're they are almost unkillable. Where uh, I don't know, it's not really explored, but you know, in the first movie, you know, Fester survives the uh, a, a dramatic hurricane yes. uh, at the end of the movie, uh, which causes him to like be able to put a light bulb in his right. mouth and then light that up. You know, so I feel like that to kill Fester with electricity is probably not the way to go. That's like giving him like uh, like twenty more years of life. Uh, mm-hmm. Like you're just like supercharging Fester. Yeah. How he survives the bomb explosion at the end of the movie. Yeah. Uh, that also, I'm not sure. Yeah. Debbie will continue her assassination attempts against Fester. For a time, she will just tolerate his existence as she wields his money and cuts him off from the rest of his family. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Adamses are going to try and win Fester back, but he says, go away. Uh, he's not allowed to talk to them. He has like a great little wig. Uh, I'm on wig watch in this movie and they almost got me, Rob. Mm-hmm. 
I almost thought that, that was Christopher Lloyd's head, that little like uh, you know ginger bob that he's got going. <laughs> yeah, he's look at that bob, <laughs> like his huge shoulder pads. You know, uh, Christopher Lloyd also is like such a master of disguise. Yeah. Uh, Christopher Lloyd, that he is so talented that he's yes. in all, all these different movies and like unrecognizable from movie to movie. You know, of course, like we all know him from Back to the Future. Uh, but like he plays like a Klingon in yeah. one of the, in uh, Star Trek three. He's like unrecognizable here yeah. as Fester. Like I, he'll wear, he'll go into hours and hours of makeup. He will. This is sort of his thing, I guess. Like him and Carol Kane, who plays Grandmama Adams. But this is a recast. I, I, I guess like I had Mandela affected myself into thinking that she was just Grandmama in the first movie as well. Oh, it wasn't. It wasn't Carol Kane. No, no, they changed her in be, in between. And mm. Carol Kane is like even younger than Angelica Houston, which is kind of funny. Uh, and so I don't know, like Christopher Skelgetti situation. Christopher Lloyd in in costume and makeup is a good look. Uh, I feel like uh, his fester is. Uh, I think his fester is really the beating heart of these two Adams family movies. Yeah, I think he's a little bit of uh, my kids were asking me, Dad, who's the main character of the movie? Uh, yeah. And I, I couldn't really tell them on the for, on the first movie, but I do think that Fester is the main character of Adam's yes. family values. I think certainly. You don't think he is of the first one, though? I don't know because he doesn't even come into it until a little bit later on. You know, I, I do think that maybe it's probably more Gomez. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. You've seen it more recently than me. I don't know. It's it's no it's idea. that yeah. I, I would say that there's an. It's more of an ensemble. Yes, more of an ensemble. Fester's final uh, uh, thing is uh, he's almost going to be exploded by Debbie. Uh, he yeah. survives the explosion, meatloaf in hand, uh, and then is saved by a hand uh, when Debbie makes it more clear that she intent intends to shoot him dead, kill him. She wants mm -hmm. him dead. Uh, she aims the gun at Fester and uh, unloads upon him, not with the gun, but with insults. And then Thing has shown up to save Fester because uh, uh, happening alongside all of this is poor baby Pubert has sprouted uh, a beautiful head of golden curly locks. Uh, this, this vibe of baby Pubert is seared into my memory as, as well. Uh, yeah. this, uh, this cherubic, uh, angelic baby pubert. Angelica Houston. Angelica Houston. And Gomez is going to explode as a result. And so Thing has to go and save Fester. And it's at the exact right time. And Fester comes home to help Gomez. I am an Adams! Fester! Uh, <laughs> he's going to get him that way. Meanwhile, Debbie's going to pr pursue in a car chase. And this car chase is seared into my memory as well for Joan Cusack's line read of, Move it! Uh, as she's driving after Fester, and eventually she is going to capture all of the Adamses. And, uh, yeah, that's one of them. Uh, and I feel like that this was kind of like happens off screen. Yes, where she's able to tie down every member of the Adams family into electric chairs, which she did not bring with her. Does the Adams family have like an electric chair set for nine? Yeah. I mean, even Lurch. Just uh, in case. There's a special electric chair for thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's like, it's, so it's, it could be a couple of things. It could be a just in case. 
Uh, I think it could be a just in case situation. Mm-hmm. I think it could also be if they're all similar to Fester, that this could be like the thing that superpowers them. That it's possible that the electric chairs are the things that they draw their power sources from, Rob. This is like sort of like how the gods of Olympus continue to thrive. Right. Do you think that Fester would have died on the electric chair? Yes. Uh, No, I don't think so. And we'll never find out because maybe Pubert is able to assassinate uh, Joan Cusack first. Yeah, the baby is able to escape the electric chair. She flips the switch. They all go, and they just like roar with power coursing through their veins and their muscles pulsate and they rip themselves out of the bindings and they're able to overpower Joan Cusack, I think is an alternate ending. Yeah. Did they, did she have them like at gunpoint? How did they get, she get them all into the electric chair? I think that maybe they were like, great. Mm-hmm. Take us to the electric chair. I mean, when she says, wish me luck, they very flatly reply, good luck. Mm-hmm. Uh, because like, they know what's coming next is flip that switch. Yeah. Watch what happens, Debbie, Deborah. Mm-hmm. See what happens when you flip the switch. Because then yeah. we're going to flip the switch on you. Yeah, I'm surprised that, like, they didn't ultimately, like, win her over in terms of, like, okay, here she is, a homicidal maniac. I mean, I do feel like that that seems like that that would fit in with the whole Adams Family values. Yes. Uh, So, no, but she never did uh, really fit in uh, culturally with them. No, definitely didn't. But I think that there was a world where she could have worked her way in. I think if she had been cards up of, so I'm a murderer. She was credit cards up. She was credit cards down by the end of it. Uh, mm-hmm. But if she'd been credit cards up about the fact like, okay, so listen, so I've killed a bunch of people. And like, I'm thinking about killing Fester. Uh, I think that they all would be like, oh, great. yes. Yeah, yes. well, come on in. Uh, like, even deeper into the sanctum. Can we yeah. pull you up an electric chair? Yeah, we got a live one. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they would have liked it, I think. Yeah. I think they would have liked it. I think they're also riveted by the story uh, of her various murders, including the iconic, um, do you know what they got me? Malibu Barbie. <laughs> That's not what I wanted. That's not who I was. I was a ballerina graceful delicate they had to go um Mm -hmm. terrific terrific stuff yeah really like that yeah well i think that you know it's interesting that she rejects uh malibu barbie uh but like was ultimately like very like materialistic uh did her parents turn her into this person i think maybe i think so i think that that was like her breaking point Mm mm-hmm because it yeah. seems like that the Adams family, while they are wealthy, that they are not so much concerned with material possessions. Yes, I don't think so. They're more about experiences than yes. possessions. Yes, I think that that's correct. Uh, Debbie, love- she wants her. But her they're thing. allowed. To, they can. They can say that because they not have thing. so many possessions. Yeah, they have yeah. so many possessions to begin with. Um. So Pubert goes on like some sort of. Uh, Pubert really goes on one. Uh, mm-hmm. Baby Pubert, with the arrival of Fester, he gets like Gomez back up. He has his little Gomez mustache. He's back in his pure form. He like rides a roller skate down the stairs. He gets catapulted up into the sky. He uh, waves at uh, at Amanda and her family in the airplane. And then he comes back down and he puts the cables together that electrocutes Debbie and she turns into a pile of dust and everyone mm-hmm. gleefully watches that happen. Does baby Pubert have any agency in this? Did he know what he was doing or was this a happy accident? 
Um, I want to believe that baby pubert, baby pubert is either like supernaturally gifted at self-defense and like sort of just like intrinsically doing that. Or he's like a lot more aware than we give him credit for. Like the way, like, I think you don't have to look much further than the guillotine. You know, he catches the guillotine in mid-air. That's true. Um, But, you know, the circumstances that allowed him to do this where, you know, the bowling ball comes down the stairs, he's riding around, the bowling ball would have to be in the exact right point to like catapult him all the way into the air to come back down. Like it just seems like if he could do these things, it seems like that there was maybe a more direct way he could have thwarted Debbie. Yes, yes uh, probably. But he is, for all of his gifts, still a baby with a baby body. And I think his baby body can only get down to the kill site so quickly. Mm. So, you know, I do really think that the Adamses would have been fine. I think she flips the switch and they're just like supercharged and they get up and it's done. Like she's yeah. toast. Like she probably is lucky that it goes the way that it goes. Once she turns a gun on them, uh, I think, uh, you know, it's lights out for Debbie at that point. Um, then it's basically lights out for the movie. There's a little epilogue. Uh, Fester finds uh, uh, what's the name? Dementia. Of? Dementia. It means insanity. Uh, mm-hmm. So he's going to have a happy ending. And then Joel gets to come over and he gets uh, a, 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 a hand emerges from the ground to like grab and kill him. Is that just thing? Is it just thing that's coming in? You know, unclear, unclear. Yeah. It's unexplained because yeah. uh, Wednesday said that uh, if she uh, like uh, was to meet a guy that was like uh, head over heels uh, for her, she would pity him. Yeah. And then um, she would try to scare him to death. Yes. And uh, that's what she does here. Yes. Uh, so she tries to scare him to death uh, and it seems like it works. And whoop, the Adams family. There it is. Yeah. That's the movie. That's Adam's Family Values. Yeah. Did you have any favorite parts that uh, you uh, really... The very the very best stuff for me is uh, Debbie's little Debbie-isms that I think we've talked about a decent amount. Uh, I really... Um, I guess one scene that we... I love the Camp Chippewa stuff. Everything Camp Chippewa kills me. Uh, I really, for whatever reason, love uh, Tony Shalhoub and the other sailors at the bar with Debbie when she's celebrating thinking Fester is expensive and they can't stop singing macho man to people Mm -hmm. that always gets me for whatever reason i think that's pretty good uh the nathan lane scene where gomez says but until today i have never seen you uh very funny i love Mm -hmm. gomez i wish that i i wish that we lived in a world where we had like a million more of these movies with raul julia as gomez i think that he is such a treasure i think he's such a treasure in this role um yeah, they yeah. say that uh, he was starting to like uh, be yeah. diminished physically, like during the making of this film. Yeah, so uh, that I think that might have also like held back some of the things that they could have done with him. Yes, I agree. Uh, so it's um, it's it's sad, uh, but it was it was great to have him in this role while while we had him, and I choose to remember him this way and not as M Bison in the street fighter movie. He ate it up. We will assuredly talk about it. He sure did. Um, Mm -hmm. So Rob, should we try and figure out a Chad GPT sequel to Adam's family values? Yeah. How Um, do we want to do this? Is it the baby pubert? uh, Young, young, young uh, pubert. Here's what I I asked for from uh, our friends over at chat GBT. Okay. Uh, We wanted a Adam's family movie 
that can you write the plot for a sequel to 1993's Adam's Family Values that centers around the life of the now adult character of Pubert? Pubert Adams, yes, okay. And and this movie is called Adam's Family Legacy. Oh, whoa, okay, well, now we're talking. Okay. Yeah. All right, here we go. All right, Uh, so Pubert Adams is now in his early 30s, is a renowned eccentric inventor Okay. Merging the macabre aesthetics of his family with innovative technology, but despite his success, he feels disconnected from his family's legacy, often overshadowed by the tales of his older siblings, Wednesday and Pugsley. People were talking about Pugsley. Okay. Yeah. So when Gomez and Morticia decide to take a prolonged second honeymoon, <laughs> they leave the mansions <laughs> uh-huh. and its responsibilities to Pubert. They also drop a cryptic hint about a hidden Adam's treasure that's been lost for generations, <laughs> believed to be somewhere in the mansion's walls. Uh-huh. Uh, meanwhile, the rapidly developing town sees the Adam's mansion as a prime spot for a new shopping mall. Oh. The city council, led by a greedy developer named Harlan Grift, serves an eviction notice citing the various bylaws and plans. Okay. Okay, so <laughs> while juggling the pressures of the town, really? yeah, Pubert connects with his siblings Wednesday and the now sharp-witted investigative journalist. Uh, now I'm sorry, Wednesday is now a sharp-witted mm-hmm. investigative journalist, and Pugsley, a mischievous demolition expert. Now that's his okay, job. As an that adult. sounds right. That tracks. Yes, they discover clues about the hidden treasure, uh, and they also devise clever and humorous traps to delay the city's efforts to claim the mansion. Okay. And as they work together, Pubert learns more about his uh, family history. Now, Harlan Grift uh, grows impatient and decides to take matters into his own hands. He breaks into the mansion. He falls for each trap. So it's got a little bit of a Home Alone vibe. Yes. Adam's family legacy. Yes. Except that he's an adult and so like uh, very much could go to extreme amounts of prison for any uh yeah. tactics against bandits wet or sticky the siblings finally locate the lost treasure a collection of memories letters and artifacts from past adam's generations they realize that the true treasure is their rich family history and the lessons mm. that they've inherited using the artifacts and the evidence from the past alongside wednesday's journalistic skills they expose harlan griff's corrupt administration uh-huh. the city council retracts the eviction notice and the adam's family home is saved okay and the film concludes with a grand Adams family reunion where relatives from all corners of the world living in dead come together. Pubert finally feels connected to his legacy and introduces a new invention that perfectly captures the essence of the Adams family for future generations. Does it this is actually what, pretty good. Does it say what the invention is? I mean, I here, let me ask. Yeah. Uh, what is Pubert's uh, invention. invention? Yeah, we're going to need additional details. Snack three. Okay. Okay. Um, so it's called the Legacy Loom, and it's a beautifully okay. intricate, almost steampunk style machine. Okay. Uh, inspired by the aesthetics of an old weaving loom. Rather than weaving fabric, the loom intertwines memories, emotions, and tangible items. Whoa, is that what Jacob was using on Lost? Is that what his loom was? Was some sort of like memory emotion spinning device? Mm-hmm. New theory. Yeah. Gotta get Mike Bloom on the line. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, gotta uh, go I, but I gotta be honest. Like uh, of all of the like ChatGPT sequels that uh, that's worse. Like, 
this is not the worst. What was the like, worst one? Was it uh, the Free Willy uh, in like cyberspace? Yeah, they're all the same. <laughs> they're all the same. It's like hackers and yeah. cryptocurrency. ChatGPT like, is learning drones. that. Yeah, ChatGPT is learning that like uh, you know, write what you know doesn't have to be taken quite so literally. Yeah, and maybe part. because there's so much like rich canon about yeah. the Adams family, maybe this is like More okay, this is on. this is a like a, a pretty workable Adams family sure. story. Sure, sure, sure. All right, well that's. The the Adams family values. I loved rewatching it. I think for me, the the real pro is that you went back and watched the the first yeah, one. Yeah, both of these movies yeah. are on Paramount Plus. Yeah. Uh, so very accessible. I gotta um, go and watch, watch the first one now. Uh, yeah, now I feel I, nostalgic it, for the one I never check out. It's the first one, I would say, especially is like is very watchable. Yeah. Like uh I think it really does hold up. Like there was uh not very many things that were like oh that's like oof that's very dated yeah. uh and like because that the adams family is kind of timeless like i think it all still plays the one thing that maybe is a little like uh out of date is that the adams family is kicked out of their home and gomez is watching uh sally jesse Raphael <laughs> on television and calling in to ask where all of the like uh psycho cult meetup is happening uh-huh. and sorry sally jesse Raphael is like mr adams i told you please stop calling <laughs> but it's, re- it's re- really fun the uh the dynamic between Gomez and Morticia yeah. is like uh, that's relationship it's goals. So good. Angelica Houston's incredible. Uh, like the casting in this is great. Even like Lurch, we don't talk about Lurch enough, but he gets a bowling ball dropped on his head and he just keeps going. You yeah, know? and honestly, great. even the CGI on Thing is pretty like it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. it's it very impressive. Like for you know a thirty-two-year-old movie, I think like, the uh, references are more dated than the visuals of these Adams Family movies. Yeah, and there's less ref- there's less timely references yeah. in the first one. First one, yeah. Um, all right, well, we're going to stay in uh, spooky season next week as we continue talking about movies from 30 years ago. It's hard for me to believe that A Nightmare Before Christmas turns 30 years wow. greater this month, Rob. Uh, so we will uh, close out our uh, two-week spooky season extravaganza by going back to a nightmare before Christmas for 30 years greater. Uh, I cannot imagine this is a movie you have checked out more than once. I, You know, I, my kids have had it on. I have actually never seen it in full. So yeah. I am looking forward to it. Yeah. You can know, I candidly say like I'm I'm like part of me is like, how's the podcast going to be when it comes to A Nightmare Before Christmas? This is like a really loved movie. And like, uh, what's going to be there to be like making fun of with this one? I don't know. Um, I guess I'm underrating our takes on Oogie Boogie Man. I think we might have a lot to say about Oogie Boogie Man. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. It's a very good movie. I think like I probably like a, like a slightly bit less than a lot of people really like it. So mm-hmm. uh, we'll we'll see how it goes. But uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. We're gonna see. We're yeah. gonna talk. Talk I mean, about this Jack- is how this is all gonna end. We're gonna get canceled over the nightmare before. No, Christmas God, no, absolutely like not. Enough. 
Absolutely not. Uh, it'll be a planned break afterwards, but we're not canceled. Uh, so mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the future that we're we're headed towards. Um, okay, Nightmare Before Christmas coming your way next week. Get ready for it. Make sure you're subscribed. 30 Years Greater Post Show Recaps wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us on YouTube, postshowrecaps.com slash YouTube if that is fun for you. Find us on the internet at Rand Howard where you can find me at Rob Sesternino where you can find Rob including all of the incredible amounts of things he's doing. Big Brother, Survivor, Amazing Race, Daily Suits podcasting on top of it, Rob. You're in season five now, Chappelle told me. We are just getting to season five. So okay. uh, we're about Halfway to... Halfway there? Yeah, today we're going to record episode uh, 61 Woo. of, I believe, 134. My gosh. Okay, well, you're getting... We're not, almost to halfway. Not quite halfway, but closing in on halfway. So congratulations on your near milestone mm-hmm. there. Uh, anything else going on, Rob? Uh, what isn't going on? Uh, Survivor, Big Brother, The Amazing Race. Uh, I'll be doing a bunch of challenge exit interviews. Okay. Uh, not to mention everything else uh, with uh, nothing but Netflix, Robin and Keeping the Podcast, News AF. So much. Buddy Games. Yeah. yeah podcasting every waking second of every waking day almost that's, that's, almost that's uh that's the gomez adams of podcasting mm-hmm. for you uh all right well to the adams family values we hope to see you again in 30 years potentially for adams family legacy nightmare before christmas and everybody else we will see you next week so then take care goodbye ah.